Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, everyone. This is Arthur Burley Martin. Thank you guys for joining in to my Monday morning podcast. That's December 6, 2021. I, I dropped in for a minute, for a moment, for a second, because I have to ask the question, Is your has your faith been made complete? Have you finished your faith assignment? <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, James 2, turn to James chapter 2, because that's where we're headed. But you already know, you already know, first we're going to pray. Father, we just thank you for being in the midst of us. Lord God, help us to do what we know. For Father, for we know a lot of things. What you said is the doer of the word that's blessed and not the hearer only. So, Father, we come before you today, this day, asking that you impart, give us a rhema word. Father, God, help us to know what you know. Help us to, so we'll, and give us wisdom to know how to do what we know, what you said. Father, we give you the glory. We give you the honor. We thank you that our ears are opening our eyes, so we can hear, that our eyes are open so we can see. And our heart is tender so we can receive. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, yes, I'm not going to, don't, I don't think I'm going to be before you long. I don't know. It's whatever the Holy Spirit says. But thank you guys again for joining in. Again, this is Arthur Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. We don't just deal with the surfacey stuff, but we're going to go on the inside and and deal, go and deal behind the scenes. But my question is, um, has your faith been made complete? Have you finished your faith assignments? Sometimes things in our lives are laying dormant because our faith has been not been made complete. So what are you talking about, brother? Well, the Bible, it tells us in the book of James, it tells us in James, um, let's let's go how, that faith without works is dead. Uh, let's start at James 2 and 14 and work our way down from there. He says, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm, eat well, and then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. Mm. So in other words, anytime God tells us to do something, we got to have works to go along with what he says, right? So again, like I always say, when you read the word, look for the verb. Because the action verb is going to be the thing, the, the word that's going to tell you what to do. Because sometimes we know what the words say, but we don't know how to do what the words say, right? I like to use this example because it's easy. Okay, so Proverbs 17, I believe it's one says, uh, a soft answer turns away wrath, right? So that's God's word to us. So that's the word. Now, uh, so what is my part? What is my part? I have to give the soft answer in order to see that verse manifest, in order to complete for my faith to cause that verse to manifest. I have to do what it say, right? In order to have that cake, you can look at the picture. You can even tell people word for word how you bake a cake. You can read the instructions. Isn't that what we do? The word of God is our instructions. And we can read the word. We can know what it says. But until we do what it says, all we're going to have is knowledge. (laughs) We're never going to see the manifestation of the cake until we bake the cake. And we're never going to see the manifestations of the promises that are in our lives unless we do what it says. We have uh, our faith is lying dormant because our faith has not been made complete. (laughs) We're going to have to fight the good fight of faith. Okay, God wants us to grow from glory to glory, but we got to do what it says. And the minute you start doing what it says, the devil, of course, is going to come. But if and we faint in the day of our adversity, then our strength is made small, right? But realize and understand this, that we have the greater one on the inside of us, right? 
Greater is he that's within us than he that's in the world. Um, What does that mean? It means that the spirit of God that's on the inside of us is greater than the spirit of the Antichrist spirit that's coming in the world that's coming against us. The spirit of the world, the Antichrist spirit, is trying to steal the word. It wants us to believe, the devil wants us to believe what he's saying over what God is saying. And if he can get us to walk by sight and not by faith, he can pull us off into those five sense arenas. He can get us looking at the situation. He can get us looking at the waves, at the winds, at the storms and say, oh God, uh, did you bring us out here to die? (laughs) But like Jesus was asleep in the boat, that's how he wants us to be. He wants us to know that we can rest in him um, when we have our faith and trust in him. What does it mean to have faith in God? You know, that's something that we say, have faith in God. What does that mean? Well, to have faith in God, we have to have a relationship with God. To have faith in God, we have to have faith in who he is. When we say that we have faith in God, what we're saying is, I have faith in his entity. I have faith in who he is. I have faith in his love for me. I have faith in his faithfulness towards me. I have faith in his kindness towards me. I have faith in his character. To have faith in someone is to have faith in their character. (laughs) The fruits of the spirit, that's the characteristics of Christ. I have faith in his character. Uh, how did how do we get have faith have faith in his character? You have to have a relationship with someone to have faith in someone. So we say, yes, I believe. Okay, well, um, we're gonna continue to read it. No, that's not enough because even demons believe. Okay, so we're gonna go, we're we're gonna see we can move on here. So it says we we just finished reading um 17, James 2, 17, he says, so you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produce good deeds, it is dead and useless. Is your faith dead? Is your faith useless? Because if we're not doing what it says, then our faith is dead and our faith is useless. Now, verse 18 says, now someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. Uh, it says faith without works is dead. So show me your faith without your works and I'll show you my faith by my works. You know, that's King James translation. So he said, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds, right? Because faith without works is dead and it's not enough just to believe. So it's not enough just to sit there and hear the word here, listen to Facebook preachers all day long. It's not enough just to, faith comes by hearing. So now that you have faith, if it's real faith, are you just hearing it or do you really have faith? Because real faith is going to, uh, is going to do something because your, your mind is going to do what your body tell it to, right? If you're really believing something in your heart, you're going to act on it. We act on what we believe. It's not enough just to be well-versed. It's not enough just to know a lot of Bible verses. It's not enough. We're going to actually have to do what it says. We understand that when we go to school, the purpose of going to school is so we can study and so we can learn and then so we can apply what we know, right? You didn't spend all that money going to nursing school or going to be a doctor or lawyer or whatever it is. You didn't spend all that money to go to that school not to get not get out and practice it. The purpose of going and learning is so you could do, right? So the purpose of hearing God's word is not just so we could be well-versed, but so we can so we can do what it says. He says it's better not to do, not to know, than to know and not follow. Because the one that knows and, and don't follow, he's going to be beaten with more stripes than the one who did not know and did not follow. Um. For him that know it to do good and do it not for him is sin. So my question to you is, are you sitting in sin? Hold on. Thank you guys for joining back in. Yeah, my question to you is, are you sitting in sin? Because when we're not doing what God says, then we're sinning. Um, Because faith without works 
is dead. When we know to do good and do it not for us, for him, it's sin. In other words, when you know better, we're supposed to do better, right? There, You know, now hold on, wait a minute. Now, you know, there is absolutely no condemnation in any of this, right? So let's let's go on and continue. We stopped at verse um, 17 where he says, so, so you see faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. Verse 18, James 2 and 18 goes on to say, now someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. So a lot of times, you, when sometimes when you talk to people and they say, well, I have faith, I have faith. Well, next time someone says that to you, tell them, say, well, show me your faith <laughs> because faith can be seen. Because the truth of the matter is, one time, once again, we act on what we believe. Faith can be seen because we act on what we believe. When Peter stepped out of the boat, that was his faith in action. His faith was made complete, not because he believed, but his faith was made complete because he did, he act on what he believed, Right? So our faith is made complete by us acting on what we believe. (laughs) We'll sum it up, right? Our faith is made complete when we act on what we believe. Um, So we're going to go on down to uh, James 2 and 19. When you get a chance, please read the, uh, bring out your Bible. Let's not just read the word. We need to study the word and say, Lord, show me how to do this. I need to, because just knowing what it says is not enough. See, the devil, he doesn't care about how many scriptures we know as long as we don't do what we know. And the more you learn, the more you know and don't do, all it does is put you in the seat of rebellion. Because when, to sin, it's just in the seat of sin. For he that know it to do and do it not, for he that know it to do good and do it not, for him is sin. That's what the word says, right? So th- when we're just, we're sitting here and we're listening and we're reading and we need all of that because that's how faith comes. So now I need to act on in order to bring that, in order to bring the Bible from the the word from the Bible into manifestation, into our my physical life, I'm going to actually have to act on what it says. Do you believe what it says or do you just know what it says? Do you believe what you know? And if we say yes, then that means that we should be acting on what we say we know. We should be acting on what we say we believe. The only thing that's coming when we're hearing the word, faith cometh by hearing. That's how faith comes, by hearing, right? Fear comes by hearing, faith comes by hearing, doubt comes by hearing. So what we're doing when we're listening to the word is faith is coming, right? That's if we believe in it in our heart. And it depends on the condition of our heart. Because if we go back to the parable of the sower, it talks about the different types of soil, right? So that the condition of our heart, if it's good ground, we're going to be able to receive the word. And not a good ground heart not only hears the word, but a good ground heart a good soil uh, is going to produce fruit. It's going to do what that word say. And you're going to be able to see that manifesting in that person's life. The reason we're not seeing the promises of God manifested in our lives is because we're not acting on what it says. The word of God works. We just got to work the word. We have to do our part in order for it to do what it says. It's a two-part contract. And most people know when it comes to contract that a contract is not valid except it has both signatures. You know, unless you've signed signed the contract. It's not legal unless you do your part. It's not enough just to read the contract, okay? Once you read the contract, if you sign it, what you're saying is, I agree with it. That means it's good, I accept it. Now, when I put my signature on it, that means I agree with it. Now it can go into effect. So when we read the word, we have to mix faith with what we read. Okay. And then we have to act on what we believe. So I I tell people all the time when people say, well, I have faith. I have faith. I have faith. Well, I tell you what, you show me your faith without your works. 
and I will show you my faith by my works. We're acting on what we believe. It's not enough. Those days of just sitting around watching Christian preachers, Facebook preachers, YouTube preachers all day long. That's good. Like I said, faith comes by here. But you have to do what it says. Otherwise, you're going to be sitting sitting in deception. He said, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, lest you deceive yourself. My question is, are you sitting in the seat of sin or, or are you sitting in the seat of deception? Because a lot of times the deception comes from just because we think we know the word, we're really doing something. No, it's, even demons believe and tremble. Okay, so we have we act on what we believe. There's no condemnation. All I'm saying is look at your life and those areas in your life where you're doing what the word of God say. Those are the areas in your life that you believe what the word of God says. When we're going to church, forsaking not the assembly, but you don't just have to go to a building to assemble yourself. Um, you can fellowship with other believers and assemble yourself. Okay, but you, you do that because you're acting on that verse. <laughs> but then we stop there. But the purpose of going to the building, if it's if it's a God-ordained building, you should have the pa- pastor, the prophet, the preacher, the teacher, uh, the apostle. All, you should be able to see those gifts in operation because it's, the purpose of going is not to be entertained. But a lot of times, a lot of times, the only gift that we see in operation is the preacher or the pastor. There's no condemnation. We're, we're growing. We're growing from faith to faith. Uh, and, uh, um, and, that's, and that's what it is. Okay. But whenever you we go to the building or you hear it on YouTube or wherever you hear the word or you read it and you hear it, the next step is to do what it says. Otherwise, all we're doing is being hearers of the word and not doers only. I talked about this the other day about how we're all called to feed the hungry. We're all called to clothe the naked. Everyone, I don't care what your title is, because Jesus did it. Okay. And servants are not, are not above the teacher. Okay, but you just got to ask God, show me what that looked like for me. I, I talked about that yesterday. You're, it, it doesn't mean you have to go and open a pantry to feed the hungry. We talked about that. But you, that it could be you just buying a meal to take this take for someone, taking someone out you don't know, you know, um, buying some food for somebody to sit outside a store. Do something for somebody you don't know, because the Bible says even sinners can love those that love them. Come on now. Um our whole purpose for everything that we do is to minister the love of Christ. Uh, for whatever we do in word or deed, Colossians tell us we're supposed to do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ. We're, we're his representatives. We're his ambassadors in the earth. And we're all called to do what Christ did. That's our mentor. Jesus is our mentor. And then he says, I want you to go out and make other disciples, not church courts, not not. But disciples, I I want you to go out and disciple other people so they too can do what I did. That's what ambassadors do. Ambassadors. You can be in the bathroom and lead someone to the Lord. You know, you can be in the bathroom and pray with someone. We should always be about the Father's business. That's what ambassadors, we don't take off our uniform. Because see, when you work for a business and you wear a uniform, what that means is when you put that uniform on, you represent that business. You're supposed to, whatever their mission is, their call is, their purpose is, that's what you represent. That's what you stand for. That's what the uniform represents. Some places don't want you going in public on your off days with your uniform on because they don't, they're saying, we don't want you representing. You don't represent us when you're not on the clock. We don't want you wearing that uniform unless you're at work. Because what you do in that uniform is going to reflect on us. But unlike unlike that, we can't we don't put on and take off Christ. Okay, so we are ambassadors always, everywhere. You know, I'm not I don't just act like this when I'm on the podcast. I live like this for real. (laughs) Ask my kids and my husband. I live like this for real. <laughs> I've been talking about the Lord for 30, 31, 32 years. He's real to me. Not religion. I, I, I'm, I'm, um, I respect who he is. Uh, I'm mindful of him and I want to do what he says. I don't want to just do 
what I want. I want to just live any kind of way. Um, the truth of the matter is because even when people can't see, God can. Right? And when we're everything that we do, our everyday lifestyle, we got to do it unto the Lord. If you if you if you can't do it in public, you shouldn't be doing it at home. Right? Because that's how we know when we're not right. But I want to finish up here. I'm trying to finish up here. So uh, we're on James two and eighteen. I mean, a two and 21. Let me go back to 19. You say you have faith, but you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar. So why I say when you read the word, look for the action verb. Because the action verb is going to tell you what to do. It's going to tell you what is it, what is my part in this verse? What do I need to do in this verse? A lot of times we know the word, but it's not manifesting in our lives because we're not doing the works. We're not doing the works part. We're not doing the works. And some of us are sick and we're, we're sin sick. Because we once ran well, but then we stopped. What hindered you? You once ran well. You was once doing what the word of God say. You was once doing outreach. You was once ministered, witnessing to your neighbor. You was once inviting people uh, to come to the house of the Lord. You was once praying for people, not just people you know, but you was praying for people you don't know. All of a sudden, all this stuff stops. And you can't realize why you're sick well one reason being is because we're sitting in sin because when we're not doers of the word not only are we uh and we know to do good and we're not doing good for me it's sin when i know that he said feed the hungry clothe the naked uh uh, to walk in love to be kind-hearted have tender mercy when i know all these things and i'm not do practicing them with my husband not just people in the street but when I'm not doing these things in my own home, then I'm sitting in the seat of sin. There's no condemnation because we have an advocate with the Father when we do sin. And he is faithful and just to forgive us. But are you sin sick? You once ran well. It was like the lepers. The Bible said that the 10 lepers came and they were healed. And they were healed as they went. They didn't get healed right then, but they was healed as they went. Some of you will be healed when you get up and start moving again. Some of you, because really that's the, I mean, what's the purpose of you being anointed if we're not sitting there doing anything? What's the, the gifts aren't going to operate if you're not talking to anyone. Who was there to share the gift with? What you need a word of knowledge for? I mean, don't get me wrong in your own personal life and in your own personal family. But I'm saying as far as every joint is supposed to supply a need. Now, the devil has got you down and sin sick all in your body where you can't do anything like the man that was laying at the pool of Bethesda. There's no condemnation. I'm trying to bring it to your front door so we can see and understand that maybe this is why I'm down. Maybe this is because I once ran well. But then I remember, I stopped doing, I stopped witnessing. I stopped praying for people. I stopped feeding the hungry. I stopped clothing the naked. I stopped, you know, uh, doing this. I stopped ministering the gospel. I stopped. I don't know what it is. What is it? What did you stop doing? Because when you quit doing that, that's when your faith began to lay dormant. And we thinking that we're doing something because we coming on these Facebook lives. There's no condemnation. When we're hearing all these preachers on YouTube and all this stuff, that's good. You do well because that's how faith comes. But that's not enough. Our faith is useless and dead when we don't add the good works. The works is doing what the word says. So if I read the scripture and it says, Jesus said, well, when I was naked, you clothed me. When I was hungry, you fed me. Okay, so I just read what he said. So now I have to do what he says. Okay, Lord, show me. How do I feed the hungry? Do I go start a food pantry? No, just feed that next time. you. Uh, I mean, he has literally physically rerouted me. <laughs> he has physically rerouted me. Because, you know, we can't just keep pretending like you don't see people. Because that's like, remember the story about the Good Samaritan? The priest, he was so busy trying to get to the church, he had time to be to church. Because he didn't know who he was. The Levite, 
you know, they were so busy trying to get to the temple, to the whatever. They didn't, they didn't, you know, people wasn't important. The only thing that was important was their agenda. But their agenda was not God's agenda because I'm telling you, when you get on God's agenda, he will arrest you. He will arrest you and he will zoom people into you. He will, he will lock your attention in on someone and you won't be able to shift from it. I remember one day me and this girl was driving, uh, we was, and, and I ended up taking a shortcut, what I thought was a shortcut. Okay, and then there was a lady that was stuck in a wheelchair. And I mean, you, I mean, we done pass homeless people, you know, all the way there. You know what I'm saying? But he wouldn't let us pass up this homeless lady. There she was. I mean, me and, and me and the young lady that was in the car, we just turned and looked at each other. Because, I mean, we was right there at the stop sign. Right. And here she is. Okay, I'm like, okay, well, let's get her unstuck. You know, you know, I mean, when the Lord draws your attention, this is what I'm trying to say. We probably don't pass this lady before and didn't even recognize her. But what I'm saying is when the Holy Spirit brings someone to your attention, when he puts them on your radar, that's not somebody you ignore. So the the Levite and the uh, and the priest they saw this man. They went all the way to the other side to get around them. They didn't stop to say, "Hey, can I help you with something? Hey, do you need something? You know, you know nothing. Didn't call the ambulance for them. You know, I'm just bringing it into today's time because um, there's nothing new under the sun. We're still doing this stuff. The situation and circumstance may be a little different. But the demons in God is still the same. How many of you know that devils don't die? Those same demons that was here in Jesus' days, they're still here. They didn't die. Devils don't die. They're spirits. Right? Just like the Holy Spirit is here, the demons are still here. (laughs) The same persecution Christ suffered, we're going to suffer. The same way they mocked Jesus when he was saying that he was the son of God is the same way they mock us when we say we're children of God. (laughs) So we're going to suffer some of the exact same persecution he suffered. Some may have even lost their physical lives, been beheaded over in certain countries because they wouldn't denounce Christ. Um, But I'm trying to bring it here in today's society. Are you sin sick because your faith is laying dormant and because your faith has not been made complete? Those promises, some of those things that you're waiting uh, on, some of those um, faith projects that you got, that you're waiting on, Um, it's kind of like an incomplete assignment because you haven't done your part. So what you have to do is say, okay, Lord, what is it I'm supposed to be doing? Um, You know, builders build. So we're called faith without works is dead. So if you're believing for your family members to be saved, then guess what you're going to have to do? Guess what your part going to be? It's going to be, you're going to have to be loving, kind, gentle. You're going to have to correct them. You're going to have to be a light in the midst of their darkness. In other words, you're going to have to live Christ-like in front of them because that's your part. Because when it comes to the will of other people, people don't have control over other people's will. But we are called to be a light. That means I have to live Christ-like the same way in the in the building. I have to live Christ-like in my own house, we have to be aware that God is everywhere and he sees everything. I can't, you can't have it live both ways. And some people can't win their family is because their family see them as being hypocrites. Come on now. You know, this is the real world. You know, this podcast is for mature audience only. We have to live the same way or uh, everywhere because we're called to be lights in the midst of people, darkness. And even though this, this is, these are our children, we're going to heaven or to hell separately. We didn't come into this world together, even twins. We, they, we're not, we didn't come in here together. We're not going to die together. And even if we do, we're not going in together, not at the same time. God is everywhere. We have to be mindful of that. So it's not about trying to please people. It's trying to be pleasing to Jesus. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. So when we're faith, real faith acts on what it believes. Faith comes by hearing. You got to hear something to have faith for it. How how can they be saved except they hear a preacher? You know, except they hear. And how can they hear except the preacher be sent? Right? So faith comes by hearing. But fear comes by hearing too. Doubt comes by hearing too. This is how the devil wants to steal it. But I'm trying to finish it up here. Okay, so is your faith is your faith assignment incomplete? You have to finish your faith assignment. 
That's why you sometimes you think you're waiting on God, but for real, God is waiting on you. You got to quit making these excuses. Okay, well, Lord, first let me, my body heal before I do this. No, what is that you got in your hand? Okay, Lord, first let me build the studio before I do a podcast. No, what is that you got in your hand? One thing I've learned is that God is faithful. His word is true. And so what he says in his word is, if you'll be faithful over the little He'll make you ruler over much. If you'll start with your telephone, with, uh, doing your podcast on your telephone, later down the line, he'll give you a studio. <laughs> I'm just using that. You know, be faithful. Whatever it is that you have in your hands. said, Moses, in other words, start with, start where you are. Start where you are. Start, start with the little. And he'll make, just do. God just wants you to do what he say. He knows what you have and what you don't have. All that stuff is going to come later down the line. But right now, I need for you to do what I say. Join a prayer line so you can pray with some people you don't know. You know, I mean, we're just constantly, it's not just ministering to the saints. Jesus didn't just minister to those in the building, but he ministered to those. He went out to where the people were. And when we're going to the grocery stores and wherever else we're going, and I find, find an outreach somewhere to volunteer for what is your community service? What is your service to the community? Because that's what outreach is. Jesus, he was, he had community service. His service to the community was when he went out amongst the people, not just to the saints. He didn't just teach the disciples, but he went out and he taught the people. Share your testimony. A lot of you have quit telling your testimony because the reason you quit telling your testimony is because you talk to the same people and they already know your story. But if we want God to enlarge our territory, we must be willing to let him stretch us so we can go beyond our four and no more. It's bigger than just my family being saved. God wants to save the world. So let him use you so he can, so his gifts, his uh, words of knowledge, his talents can flow through you. If you're just a church goer and we're not doing the word of all we're doing is just going to church on Sunday and hearing the word. That's not enough. Faith alone is not enough. Faith without works is useless. It's dead. It's dormant. When we go to go to the building, you hear, hear the sermon. Uh, prayerfully, they're saying something that you can use to apply for your life. We're really supposed to be going to the building to be prepared and equipped for the work of the ministry. This is how you know, you know, when you're looking for a church home, you need to look for that. You need to see if the fivefold ministries are operating at least, the, not at least some teachers or maybe even some apostles. If the house should have an evangelist because evangelist is what causes the churches to grow. <laughs> They might not be there every Sunday, but evangelists, they're going to always be about the Father's business, always talking about the Lord, always got an agenda, always. I can operate in that. I've operated as an evangelist, still do sometimes. I operate as a teacher. I operate as an apostle. I know who I am. The more you do, the more you grow, right? The more, when you're faithful over a little, God will make you ruler over much he will sharpen your gift what's the purpose of prophecy if you have no one to prophesy what's the gift of evangelizing if you're not talking to anyone what's the purpose of laying hands on sick if you don't go nowhere to pray for nobody and I'm not just talking about in the building Jesus came he said Jesus said I did not come for those as well. This is what Jesus said. So for us to say, well, I'm not called to do that. Let me tell, explain something to you. I don't care what your title is. We're all called to be ambassadors of Jesus Christ. We're all called to, uh, as ministers or reconciliators. Now it might, which, how you do it might not look the same way that I do it. He might not be saying, Hey, go out here and do a, do a, a big old crusade. No, your your way of reaching the lost might be the people on your job. That you're the evangelist on that job. You're the pastor, the preacher, the teacher on that job. You know, it may not look the same. This person was called to start a food pantry where my call in feeding the hungry is, you know, whenever I see someone every night, the Lord say, Bob some food, give him some money, 
you know, hey, put some water in your car, make some brown lunches, make a sandwich. And when you pass somebody, hand it to them out the window. That may be my my feeding the hungry. My my clothing the naked may not be to go set up a clothes closet. It may be, hey, when I see, uh, you know, give away some stuff. Give away some stuff. You see some homeless people out, you know, go drive by and give away some coats. Give them out out your window. There's a lot of different ways to do what God say. And when we want to do what he say, all we do is simply ask him for wisdom. It's not enough. If you're just satisfied with just hearing the word and not doing anything, then you're set, you're settled and you're sitting in sin. And so a lot of people are sin sick because we're not doing what he says. The lepers were healed as they went. Start with what you have. What's in your hand? The first book I ever wrote, I wrote with pencil. I mean, a pen and a tablet because I did not have a laptop. I had a desktop, but I didn't have a laptop. So I would go and I would walk the track and he would talk to me. And then I would go sit in my car with my pen and my paper and I would just write. I didn't say, well, I need to get a laptop before I start writing my book. No, I did. I used what I had in my hand. I was just looking at the uh, paper, uh, at the the, uh, manuscript last night where I printed the entire book off. My first book, Dating Identify, Marrying God's Way. You guys, go get that book. That's Fresh Matter from Heaven. Get the one uh, with the hands and the wedding ring on it. Don't get the, the ones with the holding hands and that red, white, and blue one. I don't know. They were supposed to take those books off the market. I requested it. But um, that's how I started. I didn't say, well, no, Lord, I can't write it right now because I don't have a laptop. Now, I use that pencil and pen, and wherever he spoke to me, that's where I wrote. I would sit in that park, and I would write for hours. I could write four, five, six hours. And I had my Bible and I had a concordance back then. And I would look in the, I would, he would say stuff and I would look in the back of the Bible. I would take part of the word that he said. And that's how I found the Bible verse to go with what he was saying. That's how I did it back then. I started with what I had. I didn't say, okay, well, when I get my uh, laptop, then I'm going to start writing my books. No, I had that desktop at home. So what I did was when I wrote that, hand wrote that book on that tablet, then I I came home and I sat up on that desktop on that hard surface because I just had an accident. And I had, I had, uh, I had some discs, uh, ruptured discs in my back and a bulging disc at my neck. And so sitting on that, desktop sitting up high like that that pain my I would be in excruciating pain my back would literally be burning but I would not come up off of it until I finished whatever it was I was doing because I had to retype everything I wrote on that tablet onto the computer screen but that's why I couldn't just sit there and do it like that Uh, because at the time my back was kind of messed up from the accident sitting down on that hard surface or just sitting up like that period, sitting straight up like that period. Um, but I did it. I ended up, that was over a hundred some pages. I didn't do it all in one day, but I had to retype everything that I hand wrote. But that could have been a hindrance to me because I could have said, no, Lord, I hear what you're saying, but I'm going to wait till I get a laptop and then, you know, then write my book. But that's not how it went. And so I was faithful over a little. And someone bought me both laptops I have, someone bought for me. But I was faithful. I started with what I had. And I started where I was. So whatever God is telling you to do, start right there where you at. Start with what you have. Because faith without works is dead. It's not enough. This is why I heard Dr. Miles Monroe, first time I ever heard it, him say that the richest place in the world is a graveyard. Because we have so many unsung songs, so many unwritten books, things that people did not, assignments that people did not complete. Start with what you have. God knows what you have. Start with what you have. And why you, instead of sitting there saying, well, I'm believing God for a laptop so I can do what he say. No, because until I do what he say, I'm sitting in sin. 
If you start with the pencil and the pen, he'll bring somebody. He'll get. He'll give you a laptop. I have two. I had two brand new laptops bought for me. The one I have now was bought for me. If you be faithful over a little, he will make you ruler over much. Bake gone and gone and up. Bake that cake. And your meal barrel won't run dry. Start with what you have. Start with where you're at. You have to do something different or you're going to get stuck in the wilderness. Some of you are stuck in the wilderness. The same thing. You're stuck in routine. Nothing's changing for you because you're stuck in your story. Some of you are stuck laying there for 38 years like the man who was by the pool of Bethesda because you're stuck in your story and you have all these excuses as to why you're laying there. Well, you know, the Lord knows. He knows my heart. You know, the Lord knows. Now, what the Lord knows is that you have an assignment still and you're here on an assignment. The only reason we're here still is because we are here on an assignment. He did not put us here to be lazy. He did not put us here to do nothing because every joint supplies a need. You say, well, I give money to it. That's not enough. That's good, but that's not enough. What did God call you to physically do? What did he call you to physically do? Every joint supplies a need. They was healed as they went. If you'll get up and go, you'll be healed. Some of you are going to be healed when you get up and go. Put that pencil to that paper. You say, well, I'm not not laptop savvy. Start with the pencil and the pen and the Lord will teach you. Most of the stuff I know, the Holy Spirit has personally taught me. He taught me how to self-publish. He taught me how to do video editing. He taught me mostly everything I know he taught me. I really didn't have anyone to come and teach me. That's why I'm so patient with other people. Well, because the Lord makes me patient with other people. (laughs) Okay, I'm trying to finish it up here. James 2 and 21. It says, don't you remember that our ancestors, Abraham, was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar. It says he was made right with God by his actions. We're made right with God by our actions because until we do what he say, we're being disobedient to what he say. God has given you some of you some visions. You're sitting there. Yes, I, you know, yes, this and yes, that. But we're not doing anything to make it come to pass. We're just going around talking. Yeah, I know the Lord called me to preach. Yeah, I know the Lord called me to teach. Well, why aren't you preaching? Why aren't you teaching? You know, uh, the the Bible say be, be instant in season and out of season. If God has called you to preach, you should be able to preach anywhere, anytime, any day, any second, any minute, any moment. Study. Get the word of God in you so it can come out of you because it's not about metaphors. You know, um, we need to know what the word of God is actually saying because the word of God, it is the power of God unto salvation. When you're preaching and you're teaching, you should be preaching and teaching the word of God, not your opinions, not metaphors. It's okay to use an example here and there, but it should all tie back in to the word of God. You should be able to have a verse that you can reference that back to. So if you know that you're called into the fivefold ministry, you should know that you need to know how to teach because the purpose of the fivefold ministry is to prepare and equip the people for the work of the ministry. So it's, it's not enough just to have a gift. We need to develop it. And every gift should know how to teach. You might not be called to be a teacher, but you should know how to teach in that area that you're in, if nothing else. And, I, and I'm talking about teaching from the word, but we have to study the word. Study to show yourself approved. A person who needed not to be ashamed, but can, who can rightfully divide the word of truth. We have to study. There's no shortcuts. We're really going to have to develop a love relationship with God because our obedience to God comes out of our love relationship with God. Jesus said, if you love me, then obey me. There's no condemnation, but this is a word to activate you, to put you in motion. So is your faith dead and is your faith useless? Because do all you know is just, do you just know some stuff? Do you just know some Bible verses? 
or do you know how to do what you know? There's no condemnation, but it's time to put some feet to your faith. It's time. It's, it's a, this is a call to action. Okay. This is a call. I'm blowing the trumpet, and this is a call to action. It's time to put those boots on the ground and put the word of God to work. If you was in, a, if you, I used to teach, start back teaching, whether it's Facebook, wherever, or teach your kids, teach your grandkids, do something. Because as you faithful over a little, he'll make you ruler over much. Start with where you at. Teach yourself. Let the Holy Spirit teach you because you have to know the word, right? Chances are, if you are a teacher, let me tell you about a teacher. If you are a teacher, revelation knowledge is going to come. That's part. You have to know something to be able to teach something. I'm talking about being a teacher of one of the fivefold gifts, being a teacher of, of the gospel. The Holy Spirit is going to revelation knowledge. Trust me. I know what I'm talking about. Revelation knowledge is going to come easy for you. But you need to study because it's, it's not just about the gift. You need, you know, you don't just study to know stuff. You study. I don't know about you, but I study to live. This, this matter of fact, thank you for joining into my Bible study because this is what this is. I sat here and I studied for close to an hour. I studied and then I said, okay, Lord, this is what you want me to teach on. Is your faith, has your faith been made complete or is your faith just dead and dormant? Because if you're not doing anything but just sitting up here in the Bible, listening to preachers preach, and you're not doing anything that you hear, you're not doing anything that you know, your faith is dead and useless, and there's no condemnation. This is just what the Word says. Okay, so here we is. We're going back to James 2.21. Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God? He was shown to be right with God by what? By his actions. When he did what? When he, what was his actions? He offered his son Isaac on the altar. That was his works. He had faith, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. So his actions was, when you read the word, look for the verb, his action was when he offered his son Isaac on the altar. Now 22 says, you see his faith and his actions, they was working together. This is why I say we act on what we believe. Because your faith and your actions, your faith is your corresponding, your actions is going to correspond with what you say you believe. This is how you can tell if someone believes something or not. I don't care what you're saying. What you're saying don't mean nothing to me. Because what I'm going to do is look at your actions and that's going to tell me everything. Jesus said you'll know them by their fruit. You're going to know. So your faith, your faith has actions. You're going to act on, we act on, there's no condemnation because we're all growing from faith to faith, okay? We're all growing from faith to faith and glory to glory, but we act, at, we act on what we believe. So if you're not doing anything, you don't believe anything. You say, that's not true. No, that is the truth. You know a lot of stuff. We, you know a lot of stuff and you probably can quote a lot of Bible verses, but if we're not doing what he say, you don't believe nothing that he's saying. Because see, faith acts, faith, we act on what we believe. Otherwise, our faith is just dead and useless because even demons believe and tremble. So here it says, don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions did what? It made his faith complete. So we have a lot of faith assignments that are incomplete. Do you have some incomplete faith assignments? The the reason they're incomplete is because you have not done your part. You have not added your works to it. You know, I talk to people. They say they're going to do this and that. Boy, that excites me because anyone that knows me know I like to see people grow from caterpillars to butterflies. So that's one of the things that the Lord has allowed me to be good at, gifted at, is to help people, help really kind of develop people, kind of give them some wisdom on how to go by doing stuff to get to where it is they're trying to go. It's not enough to know what to do unless you're willing to do what you know. We're all gifted. We're all called to do something. God put it in us. Every joint supplies a need in the body. Every member, every ligament, it joint, it supplies a need in the body. You have something that someone needs, and that's why you're still here. 
God did not put you here to be lazy, to lay around, just to hear the word, just to eat a bunch of food and not do anything he says. That's a useless life. That's the that's the field of the lazy man that Proverb talks about when he went by and it was all unkept and undone. And nothing is happening and, and you're backslidden and don't even know it. And the reason you don't know you're backslidden is because you're still stuck in the routine, the religion. We're still listening to the word, but we're not doers of the word. And that's deception alone, because if you're just the hearer of the word and not a doer, you, then that's deception. Be not deceived. Uh, it's the doer of the word that's blessed and not the hearer only. Be a doer of the word and not the hearer only, lest you deceive yourself. So we're up sitting around in sin and we're sitting around in deception because all we're doing is, but we but we think everything is cool because we don't even realize we're backslid. But we're not doing anything. When the last time you prayed for somebody you don't know? And I'm not just talking about at an altar because Jesus didn't just come for those as well. Jesus came for those that's sick. He said, those as well don't need a physician. They already good. It's, the purpose of going to the building is so we can be prepared and equipped for the work of the ministry that's outside the building. And, and, and we all have a work of the ministry. You just have to ask God, what does that look like for me? What, how, 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 how am I supposed to feed the hungry? How am I supposed to clothe the naked? How am I supposed to be praying for sick? How am I supposed to be visiting those in prison? Because there's a lot of ways of doing stuff. Are you sin sick because your faith is dead? Is your faith useless because your faith is dead? There's no condemnation. I know this is a hard word, but the purpose of it is to push us out of that place of complacency. And so when you're dealing, when you're talking, because nobody wants to admit that they don't have faith. Oh, I have faith, they'll say. Well, like Jesus said, show me your faith without your works and I'll show you my faith by my works. Isn't that what he said? Because he said faith without works is dead. So what are you doing with what you know? Well, all that word that you're hearing, uh, all those preachers that you're listening to, what are you doing when you turn that TV off? Are you going out and doing what, what you just heard? Are you praying, saying, Lord, show me how to do what I just heard? Or are you just keeping it to yourself? And that's why the devil's still in it. And a lot of times you can't even remember what was said because he done came and stole the word. But the good ground heart is when you hunger and thirst after righteousness. It's because you're looking for something. You're not just doing it to be religious. You're not just doing it to say, well, I listened to this today. And yes, I read my word today. And that's a religious thing. What is the purpose? God is a God of purpose. And everything we do in word or deed, we're supposed to do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ. What is your purpose for going to the church? So, just so you can say, you forsake not the summing of yourself. Or just so you can say, I went to church today. No. Let's not get into religion, having a form of religion, having a form of, of, of godliness, but denying the power. We're not talking about religion. We're not talking about just doing stuff so we can say we did it. No, we're saying my reason for doing this is because I'm hungering and I'm thirsting after righteousness. It's not to be religious. It's not to look super, super, super spiritual. You know, it's not so I could just know a whole, I'm not studying so I can know a whole bunch of Bible verses so I could sound like I'm real smart, knowledgeable. That's not my purpose for studying. My purpose for studying the word is so I can be delivered and set free. That's my purpose. And then I share with you what God shares with me because my heart desires to see other people free. But welcome to my Bible study because that's what this is. Okay, so here, here, um, and so then we say, so he says, Abraham faith was made, he was uh, shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son. And, so on. and you see his faith and his actions, they work together. His actions James 2.22, you guys read that. It says his actions made his faith complete. Verse 23, and so it happened just as the scripture says, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. Why did God count him righteous? It says because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Are you right with God? Are you right? Are you right with God? Because see, without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? So faith without works is dead. How many incomplete assignments, faith assignments do you have? 
things, you know, when, when God tells you to do something and you don't, when we don't do it, we're operating in rebellion. We're operating in deception. Be ye doers of the word and not just Facebook, YouTube, church going hearers. There is no, I'm telling you, we have to give a hard word because when you're dealing with the spirit of deception, you're dealing with the spirit of complacency, the spirit of laziness. And when, when we all, come on now, we're going to always have an excuse. Everyone does. Everyone has an excuse not to do what God say do. The devil gives them one. He gives them that excuse note. You know, remember when you used to miss school and you had to bring a note to school saying why you was out? Well, everybody, I want you to know, everybody, we have our own stack. Everybody has an excuse. But anytime God tells you to do something, it's not going to be convenient for your flesh. So if you're waiting for everything to be perfect, if you're waiting for your body to be healed, it's probably sick because you're not doing what he said. There's no condemnation. But if you're waiting for things to happen before you can do what God said, that don't even take faith. I'm telling you, the, the way this thing is set up is... Anytime God asks us to do something, we're going to have to sacrifice our flesh. It's going to cause us to have to say no to what our flesh wants. If you're waiting for everything to be all in order, if you're waiting for everything, all your ducks to be lined up before you can do this or before you can do that. Now, well, I can't, I can't do that right yet, Lord, because, you know, I got to do this first and then I got to do that. Jesus said, no, come follow me. Well, I can't follow you right now, Lord, because I got to go back and do this. Well, I can't follow you right now, Lord, because I got to go back and do that. Well, I can't follow you right now, Lord. And a lot of us think we're following the Lord, but for real or not. Father, we're sorry. Because a lot of us, sometimes we're doing our own thing and we're not doing God's thing. Because when we're not doing what God asks, we're doing what we want. When we're not doing what God wants, we're doing what we want. If you like to pray for people, you need to be praying for people. And I'm not talking about those same people. Because when we're not doing what God wants, we're doing what we want. Father, we're sorry. We repent. There's no condemnation. But this word is meant to activate your faith. Don't be like the lazy man. Because your purpose, you're still here because you have a purpose. I don't care how old you are. Moses started his ministry at 80. That's a number. He calls you in the condition that you're in. And as you do what he say, he'll he'll heal you along the way. (laughs) Okay, so don't you, okay, so let's see. I'm almost finished here. I'm trying to finish. James 2 and 23. And so it happened, just as the scripture says, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. See, you hear that? We, we're shown to be right with God by what we do and not by faith alone. Because faith without works is dead. If you say you believe God called you to do this or do that, whatever you have to do in the natural to make that happen, whether it's going back to school, uh, whether it's uh, start writing your book, whether it's start uh, applying for your LLC, I don't know, whatever it is, whatever it is that God is calling you to do, you need to start headed in that direction making some efforts to do what he, uh, in that direction. If you need some help, uh, call me, inbox me. Because sometimes we don't know how to do what we're supposed to do. But uh, I don't like, I don't waste time. So you you need to be serious. Okay, so um, James 2 and 25, it says, Rahab the prostitute is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. Is your faith dead? Is your faith alive? I did a podcast talking about uh, dead faith. See, because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, we can't do, uh, believe God. Without faith, uh, we can't do what God say do. So if, uh, if God is giving you faith to do something, it doesn't matter what your flesh 
look like. It doesn't matter what your flesh feel like. It doesn't even matter if you got everything in the natural to do what he say. If he's asked you to do something, he's telling you to start with what you have. He understands and knows the condition that you was in when he called you. Uh, you may need to be prepared and equipped. You may need to be developed. Anything that, got, you know, we always constantly need to be, be spending time renewing our mind. Because whatever God has called us to do, I don't care what it is, you're going to need to know what the word of God says. Because that's our weapon of warfare. We have to be prepared and equipped for the work of the ministry. Make sure you're in a, in a place where you're being properly trained and you're being prepared and equipped for whatever it is that God has called you into. Uh, if you want to go to, if you want to be a doctor, you understand you have to go to school to be a doctor. So whatever it is that God has called you, uh, even you need to know how to operate in it. You need to be prepared and equipped for the work of that ministry of the ministry. We need to be prepared and equipped to know how to evangelize, how to be ministers or reconciliators, how to be ambassadors of Christ. Because we need to have character to go with the call. You can be called something and still be a baby. You have to be prepared and equipped. You need character to go with the call. When you hunger and thirst after righteousness, God will fill us. That's his promise to us, to fill us. We don't just hear the word so we can say, I read the word. We don't just read the word. No, we're looking for something. You don't just go to a grocery store to sit in the car. Your purpose for going to the grocery store is to physically get out of the car and go in the store. You you have a reason for doing what you're doing. What's your reason? Are you just being religious or are you really wanting to know what God's plan is? So what are you doing with all that word that you know? The devil's going to steal it because it's not good ground. Anytime we're not bringing forth fruit, that's why you can't remember the word. Anytime we're not bringing forth good fruit, that means that word didn't land on good ground. When you hear the word, uh, look for the verb. When you hear the word instantly, you should be saying, Lord, how can I do this? What does this mean to me? What does this look like for me? What does, I mean, how, how is it you want me to? And he'll begin to download stuff and give you wisdom on how to witness to people. One year he told me, get a box of cards, Christmas cards. And I put on the box for me to you. And when I was walking around in the store, because people don't, you know, a lot of times now people ain't just stopping and talking to you like that. Um, but when they do, when, when you have that clerk or that stalker that's turning around to talk to you, She's not just talking to you. Take that as an opportunity because he that when it sows is wise, right? He said, be gentle as a, uh, a, a wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove, wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. There's a lot of different ways to witness to people. Recognize when people are talking to you in the store. That's an opportunity. That's an opportunity to pray with someone or, you know, when they're talking to you about their problems. Oh, I just had a bad day today and you know, and all this kind of foolishness, that's an opportunity. And then life will become fun again because some of you are dead on the inside and you're just existing and you're just surviving. And it's just church home, building home, building home, talking to the same people, praying with the same people. If you don't do something different, you're going to spend your life doing the same thing. I'm getting ready to end it here. Is your faith complete? We need to finish those incomplete faith assignments. Those things that God, has God told you to get out the boat and you say, no, Lord, I'm going to sink. To have faith in God is to have faith in who he is. Find out, spend some time with the Lord. Look in his word. See who he is. He said, I am that I am. Whatever you need me to be, that's what I'll be. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah Sikhanu. You know, who, who do you need him to be? Your Abba Father. He's our Abba Father. If you're a born again believer. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, then here's your chance to accept him so you can change your life. Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Um, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? That he died, he rose, and that he's going to come back again? Uh, if so, just say, Lord Jesus, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Father God, come into my heart, save me, deliver me, set me free. I surrender, Lord. We surrender. Um, we say, Lord, I don't want my way anymore. Not my will, Lord, but let your will be done in my life again today, this day. 
I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I pray that you prayed that prayer. If so, please, uh, please uh, hit my messenger button. Follow me on uh, follow me on Raptime Martin. Join the prayer room if you like to pray. And you guys just be so blessed. Be so encouraged. And most of all, you guys keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Today and every day is a good day because our day, uh, God, our God does not change according to our day. He's He's settled. He's situated. He's not panicking. He's not t- taken off guard by nothing that goes on in this world. And as believers, neither should we be because he already told us what was going to happen in these perilous end times. Okay, so I'm getting ready to end it here. You guys be blessed. Be so encouraged. Keep looking for the good. Look at the good things in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. You go and show somebody else God's goodness, God's kindness, and God's love. Instead of buying a gift for people you know, buy something for somebody you don't know. Put a Bible verse in there. Buy your neighbor a gift. I don't know. Just do something different. Uh, Okay, because as long as we do the same thing, we're going to be stuck in routine. All right? We don't want to end up wandering in the wilderness for 40 years until we die. and Then we just die. Okay. Okay. I'm getting in here. And, and it's more than just our family too. It's more than just talking to our family about the Lord. Okay. Cause even, even sinners can do that. Um, but everywhere we go, let's remember to be a light in the midst of someone's darkness. Give someone, throw someone a rope by giving them a word of hope. Okay. Um, ending it here until next time. You guys, please share this podcast. And if you'd like to support us, hit that support button and I'm ending it here. Be blessed and be encouraged.